Welcome to Maz Garage. 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 Well. <laughs> <coughs> Welcome to Ma's Garage. Welcome to Ma's Garage. I'm Kev. I'm Crick. And I'm Smokey. Today's topic, instincts and morality. So grab a log. And join us by the fire. So the question, question that I've had on my mind all day, what defines a difference between social instincts and natural instincts i guess it depends where you're where you learn your social instincts right like some people at like dora the explorer is gonna have a lot different instincts than kid living in la going to high school and stuff like in the movie oh absolutely and you also think about people growing up just in a big city how their difference in instincts are going to be than someone that grew up on a farm Right. The concrete jungle is a whole different animal than the pasture, but vice versa too, you know? Absolutely. It's it's a lot like that grass is always greener on the other side kind of thing. It is. So I guess what I was looking more for in the question is what, what, what makes that difference between things that we do when people are around us and when people are not around us. So when things that you do alone that people don't know that you do and then things that you do because people are around i think that comes into play we're seeing more with the internet when you have that sense of anonymity because that's your natural instinct how you're going to respond when no one can judge you on what you say that comes to call like with the mask that a lot of people put on where it's just kind of like if you work retail you have this certain retail face where I'm happy. We're going to do this today. Mm -hmm. Da, 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 da. But if someone does you wrong or something says something to you, you can't just pop off or you can't just, you have to filter it through Mm -hmm. that retail mentality, even though it's like, no, this person did me wrong. I want to react. You have to give it that one level of filtration, kind of like swearing. Like you may be someone who just naturally swears. It's just how your dialect comes out. But if you have to stifle that around a bunch of kids or you have to watch you go to church area, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but that's how you talk. That's how you express yourself is swearing and punctuate. I have a handful of people that I know that that's just how they speak. I've been trying to talk to them to have them swear less just because of a lot of research and reading and stuff that I've done that has basically come out and said over and over that people that swear a lot appear less intelligent. I do know some people that are highly intelligent that swear quite often. So it really just, I think it really just more depends on the context and what is happening that's prompting that swearing. Right. Everything's good in moderation. It it gives more effect when you use it correctly. Yes. Versus every other word. I was having a conversation with my friend yesterday who loves to swear. Just that's just part of their conversation as well, too. And they are getting flack from it from somebody. And 
what they looked into when they found about it too is that that's a stress reliever that's just that's that person's way of relieving stress just like someone may click a pen someone may do something else that's their way of like swearing is shown to just get out that expression of like saying the f word saying this with mm. that you you feel it. it it releases endorphins and takes some of that weight off you and takes some of that pressure off you and so the only argument with that is is like you're then telling somebody how to handle their anxieties and their stresses mm. well you know so that better, not, don't so you? you're not necessarily helping you're actually adding to it yeah right you're you're trying to make them find a new way which who says there's a right way to handle your anxiety and stresses you know at the end of the day a word is a word and we only make it derogatory or powerful because we call it a swear word mm-hmm. you know there's a reason it has that it's power behind it yeah it's probably it just makes it just made me think that's probably why like when you're having sex that you're just yelling the swear words because you're just mm-hmm. relieving that stress. Well, it's primal. Like we, sometimes in sex, like you just, it's it's just coming out, whatever's coming out, like the grunt, the moan, like when you're yeah. into it and go full caveman mode and it's just whatever comes, that's where <laughs> there's like a ask Reddit about that, where it's all these, just the weirdest things that have been said during sex because it just comes out. All the filters are off. You're, mm-hmm. you're not up here anymore. You're down here. So yeah. it's, it's, you're not, the filters have been turned off and you're no, the, the flow of blood's just been sent to a different spot. Right. Would. <laughs> right. That's, that's where I think there's, there's beauty that can come from that because that's something that we've talked about with this is, you know, doing the podcast so that we don't get demonetized and so, so we can broadcast our stuff to more people. We try not to swear as much. And if you look at our first few episodes, you know, that's not the case. That's not how we directly talk so we still have in-depth conversations and we still come the full circle that we did before but how would the conversation be different if we spoke without those filters and you know indiscriminately we've talked about that before where you can over filter yourself sometimes i mean we've seen in a few of the episodes this year already is we're noticing other words that aren't even swear words that we overuse constantly mm-hmm. And it's all three of us. We've got our our things that we go to. Right. That's probably more associated with just like our gut feeling. It's probably just like our natural instinct to go to these words. Right. And I think a lot of times those, when we use those words, that's when we're actually on like our role. Like that's how we keep our thought going because we don't want to lose it. And it's how we, we fill that, in the gap. Because if you have yeah. a pause, you're going to lose it exactly that's why you just you fill in that gap with those glue yes keep it running keep it running and then the problem you find is when you look at everything you just see all the glue spots (laughs) it's when you focus on it too because that's what happened with with like like yeah didn't until it was said then you hyper focused on it then Mm -hmm. that's all you could hear and that's all you could see is i said that like 20 times and you didn't think about that in the conversation. You may not even thought you said it at all. And as soon as you go back and someone tells you about it, that's all you could think about. Mm-hmm. So that, that's probably the same with swearing. That's That brings up a point with a lot of this. People, when you tell them not to do something, it's automatically to do. Like, like, don't think about an elephant. The first thing you're going to do is think about, think an, about elephant. an elephant. <laughs> you just can't help it. So if you tell someone don't swear, you're setting them up for failure. They're going to be like, why the fuck not? Right. 
you have to give them an alternative to do or give them a different route or give them a different transition. You can't just say, don't do something because we're just naturally prone to do exactly what we're told not to do. That's where I really like uh, what you said in a previous episode, Kev, that Greg would, that Greg said to you like a while ago that, uh, oh, any idiot can swear. My whole time growing up, man. I wonder if you were, if we said that more often to people that we just heard swearing that you're just like, hey, any idiot can swear. They're probably going to take a swing at you. Or probably. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. I mean, and that's the craziest part. That'd be He's the, the person I know. He swears more than anybody else I know right now. <laughs> that's that's so old, he's just old grandpa yeah old greg old greg where, what is wrong with swearing though so much because it's the same with in retail it's like you're not supposed to swear in retail but if you get a customer and nobody mm-hmm. else is around and they're swearing to you you're gonna start swearing too it's how you can better communicate with them it's, right it's like you're speaking their language because you you're more comfortable we're being more real because we're opening up and we're swearing to each other which we aren't supposed to do but these words are dangerous yeah right they're They're sinners words words. yeah what does that mean though right like they're 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 made up words exactly and that kind of goes that they're not in the bible so they're swear words so is computer a swear word because computer's not in the bible yeah there's i'm sure there's been a handful of words that are not in the bible just from today's modern advances yeah that 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 part kind of doesn't seem right maybe it's time we we retranslate it find the next revision of it i'm sure we missed those words the first time we translated the bible what if we what if we read the bible and you tran and there's actually just a page that's all of the swear words like hey by the way (laughs) we already did this for you just don't say these words when's the last time we've gotten a new swear word like a new word that is actually a swear these are some classic ones that have been around forever they have and when did they become curse words too when they were used in derogatory fashion have they always been curse words though i feel like they might not have started as curse words because who dictates because fuck is an action it is it's everything it's a noun it's a verb it's it's everything but at the the heart of it fuck is an action yeah but i just want to say it too fuck is is one of the most unique words in the english language because it's an adjective it's an adverb it's a you can use fuck in so many different ways you can that you can't do with really any other word and Damn. So of course you're gonna say it more often because it fits in so many places. Yes, it there's does. other things you could say, but it's the <clears> simplest. <throat> it's just it fits. It fits in. It's like salt. You can just sprinkle it anywhere. You can call yeah, somebody right. it. You can talk about doing it. Yep. Hey, it describes hey. your feelings when you stub your toe. Hey you. <laughs> hey you. Fuck what? <laughs> I'm Said fucking stop. happy. Fuck you. Fucking sad fuck me right fuck me let's fuck fuck off how the fuck what the fuck fuck? yeah fuck 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 like that's a sentence probably grab the fucking fuck that fuck (laughs) it takes the fucking you you have to get this fucking we were just literally does (laughs) 
<laughs> like how right before this we bragged about how we have a cursed in a lot of episodes <laughs> we're getting it all it out was now. just natural instinct <laughs> that we're just going to talk about it now yeah we are, i mean we are talking about it and especially when you think about that one word that like bitch doesn't yield the same cunt doesn't yield the same that's that's where who who picks those morals because cunt in america especially a guy you're not supposed to say cunt you can get but, punched in the nose yeah and kicked in the nuts in Australia, that's like fuck for them. Like cunt, cunt, cunt. They say cunt to everything. all the time. Yes. So what's fuck to them? I don't know. Maybe they just like it's their pairing word with cunt. Like cunt, fuck, fuck, cunt. <laughs> no. Wasn't that wanker? Wanker? Yeah, you wanker. That's an insult, which I think isn't means just like a, a jerk that, off. Yeah, yeah, uh, like a jerk off. Like yeah. you're a jerk off. Like, it's so bad to be somebody who masturbates. Right. Which is, again, an instinct (laughs) that we just naturally do. Like, every teenage boy doesn't watch a documentary on how to jerk off. Like, it's just, they figure it out. But morally, we're told it's wrong. Morally, everybody acts like they don't do it. And it's stigmatized. But it's like... They really just don't want you to jack off on a plane. (laughs) Well, some people say, like, if they find out you do, even in privacy, if you try to hide it, it's a sin. You it make is. God cry. God's watching you. Like, yeah. like, what, like, what are you doing out here in public where people can see you? <laughs> well, that's a little bit. I'm under, <laughs> what, what are you doing staring? I, I got my raincoat over here. Creeper, like, that's hey, my bedroom window. The birds. <laughs> that's, that's to say with sex, though, too. Like, sex between two people is something that's naturally where we have this urge to do even if you try to subdue it you have this urge to have sex it's our it's, primal animal instinct at, a, at the heart of who we are because we want to reproduce yeah yeah it's 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 looked down upon and then you know even like different like homosexual sex and things like that it's you're not even involved in that you you don't have to like play with that person's penis like but you still are so you're interjecting yourself into that yeah exactly like you're letting it bother you right you can just it clearly doesn't bother them that's why they're doing it (laughs) yeah have you ever tried that and now and nowadays you see somewhat some act like that and you're just like oh they're just filming from her lonely pants that's (laughs) right That's where I think that brings up a good point, Kev. That's where I think a lot of that comes from is usually the people who are so quick to demonize that or put those things down don't know how to handle their feelings on that. Yeah, they are like they're closeted and they they may want to do that. They may like have those urges themselves and they have to chastise people to make themselves feel better. A woman, a woman witnesses that and goes home to her husband. Was like, "Hey, honey, let's go fuck on the park swing real quick." <laughs> look like fun. I, I know you they, can do they it. I like watched. They were really enjoying it. themselves. They made it look so simple. Their swing looked a little different than ours. <laughs> swing and learn. Swing <laughs> needs the swingers. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like. <laughs> You go out there and there's already a couple out there up. What do we do now? Well, <laughs> hey, you're here for the 430. <laughs> no. Oh, did you have this book? I'm sorry. That's we got to be careful with that too. Cause when you demonize stuff like that, a lot of times all that does is make people want to do it again. Like we said before, mm-hmm. yeah. tell people no, and they're going to want to do it. Now it's that forbidden fruit aspect. Look at our mm-hmm. social media and how many you're scrolling through and just photos of sexy women that you're following or like whatever 
thing of sport organization that you're following you're just like yep sex sells oh yeah that got me well, that's been going on since the 40s and the 50s oh it's been going yeah, on probably even earlier that. yeah that's true probably way back in the day when like caveman cave women oh yeah but probably as a society when women could show their ankles <laughs> again because i'm sure yeah. that you you know, it's not like women's ankles were hidden until the 1960s. <laughs> oh right. my gosh, women have ankles? This is amazing. <laughs> that, that brings in uh, the call of prostitution too. Like one of the oldest running businesses mm-hmm. that got pretty much like shut Eradicated. down because of the church. And yeah. I was watching That's because the church had such a strong hold on our society and it doesn't anymore. Right, because they said it that ruins mortality or morality. Mm-hmm. I knew I was going to mess it up at one point. But I was watching this thing about Japan where they said that they had up until like the right around world war two, right after world war two, they had a brothel style set up all throughout Japan. And it was common practice to Mm. go to brothels and have big celebrations and things there. And because they started to, they didn't want to look bad to Western culture. And so that's where they started eliminating. They put in a law where you could no longer have prostitution still Mm. goes on. But yeah, now I'm, it's I'm sure it's just can't. hush. It's the hush. underground. Yeah. I mean, over in Japan, you can literally eat sushi off of a naked woman. Right. I don't know but, if they have men. I've never asked. The the thing there there is so I, that was part of it. There are male prostitutes there, um, and a lot of monks apparently. Interesting. It's, it's forbidden. That was a weird thing too. It's forbidden for them to have sexual relations with a woman, because of they are they're supposed to control their urges. But, but with they a dude, don't say about a man. Yep, then that's fine. Wow, that's a loophole. <laughs> a, a loophole. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the thing is though, it's oh like oh my gosh, it's the same thing with cannabis and stuff though too. Is when when you drive something underground like prostitution, all you're doing is hurting the parties involved because mm-hmm. when you have prostitution underground, then you have pimps and you have people doing, mm-hmm. you know, human trafficking because it's not regulated. It's not watched. They can't go to somebody because they feel like they're a criminal. There's no so, money to be gained in taxes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's that reason why our society is messed up as it is and how much of an influence it has. Right. That's, that's where I feel like we really should restructure and look at more, why we do things instinctually and stop acting like we're these perfect cardboard cutouts of like of this image that we thought we had and be like okay no this is humans this is the things that they want to do how do we hone that in how do we make that better how do we make that make the most out of everybody's situation right Right. everybody's skill sets and how can we actually bring the best out of other as much people right instead of acting like it doesn't happen acting like People don't think like that. Like, and that probably goes back to the instincts. Quit trying to suppress everybody's natural instincts and allow them time and a chance and opportunity to grow and flourish those instincts in a positive way. Right. That person that's jacking off on that park bench, they just need to yank it. <laughs> I mean, for real, what what damage are they doing to people? Well, I mean, the only part is that kids, like, I guess adults, they're, they know what that's going on, but a kid shouldn't, I don't know, I would want to daddy that guy's got a really big blanket <laughs> like really tall can we get one too <laughs> sure, buddy it's called the teepee we'll put one right. up in the backyard 
I'm going to teach yeah. you about it, it forces parents to get creative. That's true because that's the same thing <clears throat> with nudity. It's the same thing with like women being able to show their breast in public because we've sexualized breast. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're saying they can't see them in public, but that's because that's a conversation that you should have with your child, you know, like that. Right. So what's the best way to avoid that conversation? Make it so nobody can show their breasts in public. There we go. Exactly. Problem avoided. Instead of problem and now you and now you've got Colorado and New York and probably soon California and Florida. Yeah, it, I think maybe, that brings maybe, maybe Texas, but they're probably a little too conservative. Depending on the area, yeah. That brings up a big word with it is shame. Like shame is a big thing that mm-hmm. comes from that. From even religion, there was there was religion is sh- one of the worst. I feel like at yeah. shaming people. I had to unlearn so much stuff from that, from the shame. Like nowadays, that. a lot of people say that they just don't have any shame. I feel like to some extent it's good. It's it's like there's benefits to having a little bit of those filters on. There's oh, benefits yeah. just not giving in fully to every instinct that you have, to every idea that pops in your head, to every little thing that goes through your mind doesn't mean you always should act on have it. a little it's bit of self-control right that's right giving into impulse all the that's time. essentially what that filter should be is that conscience that second thought yes right it's because that's that goes into yeah if you're jerking it in public to take care of yourself that's one thing but if you're doing it and sitting there staring at somebody while you're doing <laughs> it or doing it to make other people feel uncomfortable like and you're doing it in an attacking manner then yeah, chasing that's, after somebody yeah like running <laughs> just like doing think, your thing think like, about those people that like <clears throat> wear trench coats and flash in public right see and that's that's going out with menacing intent i don't understand what the whole fix of that is it's i think it's part of that it's that shame it's like i'm taught that this is a bad part of me and that i know i'm not supposed to you're telling me i'm not supposed to do this so it feels good to do this and you know, that can be traumatic though. That can be traumatic for people who are flash, for people who are like exposed to that and don't want to be, they feel violated. They, they feel like I had that with my mom's, I had that with a neighbor at one point who would walk around in, in their in their nude with all in their, their blinds and stuff up. No, oh. in their house, in their house with all their blinds up, which I shouldn't be looking over that way. But when all your lights are in your house and the houses are like this, and you just look out your window. Is there. Is there. And <laughs> it's partially my fault too, because if they were probably gorgeous, I wouldn't have cared as much. But the thing is, is it, it was hurt my vision a little bit you know so it's <laughs> that's on me too so that's you know See, and that's the thing you can't be picky either everybody's got to do it or nobody gets mm-hmm. to do it yeah if everyone exercised their impulses and did it it would be a really messed up world out there we have a lot more acceptance but you'd be seeing people in public spaces all day how long do you think it would take if if nudity and sexuality just became you can do whatever you kind of want wherever you want how long do you think it would take for that to normalize to that just become in every part of the day i think there would be wars (laughs) (laughs) yeah there, there there'd be sides that would always be fighting yep 
like cover yourself up expose yourself because <laughs> i mean you've got the weirdos too like you were saying the guy chasing after people but then you've got the guys they're the people chasing after kids and stuff too. go too far mm-hmm. right someone's always going to sexualize it i do think honestly maybe beat off stations are like important maybe they should install those around places no windows yeah. so you can't be some creep at the park but Every single sports stadium needs to have at least five beat-off stations (laughs) adjacent to two sections. And there has to be times, because when you go to these sports events and you see the sexy-ass girls that you're not with and you're just, oh, section 508, seat two. There's like a line like 10 guys deep outside of it. And you're right. Like, you're really hoping that you're at the front of the line. So you have the least amount of like cleanup and other things around you before you get in there. Oh, God. You want, you want it to be as uncomfortably small as possible to make sure two people don't try to go in there together. <laughs> right. But at the oh same time, God. why not have one for two people? Because well, so then many that's people where you bring them home. That's anyway. where you go home. You never let them touch. Yeah, but, because then that opens them up to lawsuits. I mean, somebody gets an STD from the last guy who was in there, wasn't even I mean, involved that in that guy together. gets an STD. My God. <laughs> the thing is, though, especially certain relationships, sometimes when they gotta, you gotta strike when the iron's hot. You know what I mean? Like that, that fire might not be there by the time they get home. Yeah, I mean, you know. So it's suppose you. That is a point. It's it raises the question. Yeah. If and people already use bathrooms that is anyway. So if you don't know what's going on there, at least you know what's going on. It's the yeah. same thing. Then you can uh, regulate it. Then you can sanitize it. Then you understand what you're getting yourself into by going the in. The devil there. you know, right? I think we, right. we went into we went into that public bathroom. I think I can't remember if we were in Colorado <laughs> or where we were. I, I want to say this is when we were visiting you, Crick, that um <clears throat> I'm pretty sure we went into <laughs> we go in there and it was just shit everywhere and we found like a pair of like panties and like some like bottles of alcohol i want to say it was when we were visiting you but it might not be it it might I don't be remember that. might be us going to another place around us i just can't remember a hundred percent it was disgusting it was a shitty bathroom <laughs> you could t- and you don't even know how long ago it was right how long that's been sitting there I wonder if you gave people that form of a possible release, though. Same thing with if you had legalized prostitution and had it regulated. If you'd have less violence and aggression, if you gave people a release in that legalized form. prostitution, which what are, what are what are you two doing in this car? Just fucking officer. Carry All on. right. Carry on. Do you <laughs> need someone on. to film it? No. OK. I, I, All right. I'm really good at angles. I can yeah. hold the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you some of my other work. <laughs> this was just yesterday on fourth and eighth. That's Sarge, nice people. Sarge, I'm gonna I'm gonna need 30. Yeah, got got another 609. <laughs> it's it's like um uh what's his name says in uh Wolf of Wall Street where he's talking about you have to like he does it every day because he has to release that aggression release that you're releasing that releasing those demons yeah because i used to do that i tried to go like weeks with doing nothing and i'd get so just on edge and so primal Mm -hmm. and so just like and it's like 
as there are a lot of people say they try to quit they become assholes because you need that release you need you to do. not be so built up with testosterone and all that other bullshit just you know the problem of it. these days is that you can have that release literally at any time anywhere from the convenience of your phone right yeah porn is so easily accessible. And you need to have that restraint that's moderation again that's like everything else yeah that's where i feel like church try to do that but it's like we do with a lot of our stuff they push it to one extreme and this so other then we went to the other yes you have to find that middle ground where it's like express yeah, yourself it's okay yeah but don't like, do it every day wait wait it's it's bad to get my pussy ate out by a person that's not my husband he right. might be down I kinda, that. I, I, I kind of want to see how that other person, I mean, I know what my husband can do. I want to see what this other person can do. That's the thing now, cuckolds. That's a whole category now it where like, people love to watch their spouse be pleasured by somebody else. I don't understand it, but that's their thing. I don't, like, same thing with like homosexual sex. I was like, I don't have to understand it, but it doesn't matter to me. That's to not. The, and to the best of my understanding of me. it, it's because of a lack of confidence in themselves. Could look a lack, at it almost of, a, as a like lack a of confidence too. in being able to satisfy their significant other to the level that the other person can. That's, so maybe that's what you do. You sit there and watch them. You study it and see what they do. And it's like, right. okay. You see it from Start a different perspective. Ta taking some notes. You see them there just with their notebook. Hey, uh, I got a question over here. <laughs> I'll let you, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. That's kind of endearing though. If you think about it, like if you know that you can't satisfy them and you can't service them and that's something they need. So you're allowing somebody else to, who you think can, you care more about them getting what they want than your own personal need to be the one to do it. And I guess when you look at the heart of it, you're doing what you enjoy, but they're doing what they enjoy. Mm-hmm. And Maybe you're building a strong relationship that because you have that trust and that you can control that jealousy in that aspect. Like, see, my biggest fear about that. Think about like a cold relationship, and the girl is getting gang banged. What's stopping all those people from turning on you? Gang banging you. No, 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 not gangbanging you, <laughs> but, oh, hey, we're going to beat the crap out of you and kidnap your girl. Well, because that's, that's crime at that point. Yeah, <laughs> it, like, it, it is. But to a very dark I, I mean, I, I guess that's, that's why I guess you, they probably have extensive um, filtering processes. They're not just, they're not just, well, there's okay, a lot babe, of okay, babe, let's go, let's too. go down to the club and let's find you a gangbang. <laughs> Right. There's, let's just pick random people off the street. There's a lot That's of probably a very get-togethers for swingers. Process. You know, they, people go to houses where there's just like ten groups of swinger couples. Mm -hmm. you so you, you network, yeah, yeah. I think you that's network. a little bit different, though. That's group. That's multiple groups. Or it is, but that's couples. how you can. That's how you can pick your people. Yeah, to come I see. And I see. Do the yeah, gangbang. You network. These people have similar interests. I've fucked her, so I know that she can work really well. That's uh, that's I've been watching more of those AMAs that ask me anything's on Reddit, 
and they talk about that and people talk about with the groups and they say it is, it's really important about the people that you have in there because if people aren't respectful and people are jealous, it can ruin the whole experience. Yeah, it can yeah. make the whole thing terrible. It's just like any party. If, if there's someone's being an asshole at the party, you're going to ruin gonna the party. They're going to be a negative yeah. vibe. So, yeah. hey, bro, you're not, ch- you're not vibing <laughs> at the same level that we are. We either need you to or we need you to take your vibe elsewhere. Leave the orgy. <laughs> You've been banned. You have been <laughs> shown. No. no. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll just go join another one. But this Until is the most prestigious one. one in this county. You think you have the most prestigious one? Our society is crazy. It is. It's crazy how many it's... people are closeted their craziness, too. Like mm-hmm. they did. It's not all the way in the closet. They pull it out every once in a while, but. How much is unknown? I think it's the reaction that they receive when they pull it out of the closet that they just feel like it's not something that they can safely talk about. Right. You poke your head out of the shell and then someone criticizes it and then you put your head right back in the shell. Like, that's for me, I went to a Christian school up until I was in third grade. It took me over 20 years and I'm unlearned. still trying to shed some of the shame that was put on me from decisions that I make that just make me human that you get my principal at my school got caught having an affair with the like receptionist. <laughs> Yet they're telling us that, you know, control all these things, do all this stuff instead of explaining. No one explained that to me. No one explained uh, that situation. Do as I say, not as I do. Right. It's it's accept people as humans and we're flawed and we make mistakes and sometimes it isn't the greatest thing maybe you lost maybe that was a emotion maybe you ruined ruined a long-term relationship because you let your hormones get ahead of you and you made a mistake in that and that could ruin your life you may not be happy about the decision of it like some people call it post-nut clarity it's after you've busted that nut you understand so much more that i shouldn't have done that that was just my hormones that pressure finally got released and you could think clearly but it's done Mm-hmm. You can't take it back. You can't go back in time. Yeah. It's, it is. All you can do is live with your choices. And learn from it. Yes. And learn to not, not feed that monster. And that's why so many, so many people, the guilt just eats at them from like the second it happened. Right. And they just run back to their, oh, I'm so sorry. I just, I caved at this point. But then they divorce. They're like, I right. can't trust you. And sometimes you had, you had this one urge. We've been together for 18 years. I can't trust you. Some relationships make it past that. Someone can understand that the love is more, and that's an instinctual act. Mm-hmm. You are overtaken by hormones, and I it doesn't make me happy. And I don't know if I can trust you to be in situations like that. But our love is more than that. This thing that we see every, you know, that we feel deeper down is more than this one interaction can we get past that and then it goes into is this continual are you right keep... like is this going to happen again right now that it's happened once i think that's probably the biggest fear that people have i just kind of think about it like that episode of family guy well peter you slept with her so now i or lois you slept with him so now peter is gonna go sleep with <laughs> babs your mom <laughs> she's <Yeah>. hot <laughs> sue me right oh that was i could but even then he's i know as i can't do it our love is too strong and i don't even care Mm -hmm. but then he goes 
<laughs> hey, Bill, I got to talk. You are really persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been told. <laughs> Hormones are a hell of a thing. Like, especially in your teenage years, they can cause you to do some dumb stuff and mm-hmm. they can flare up. I feel like they especially flare up in the springtime when everybody's in that, like, in the, the summer natural heat. mating season. Yeah. And for whatever reason, guys think it's hilarious to hit other guys in the nuts when another girl's looking. Mm-hmm. Again, I think a lot of that's the taught instincts, right? Like you can direct that in a positive manner, probably. You you should be able to. <clears throat> but because there's such a stigma, you don't want to talk about it. So you just kind of let them figure it out on their own. Do you think that's a taught instinct though? Because that's what other animals do. If when you're when two males are trying to get the attention Attention. of a female they're trying to outshow that other male whether it's through a physical battle whether through it's a look battle whatever Mm -hmm. it is you're trying to make them look like less to make yourself look like more and all species almost all species do that in some sense it's true but isn't that what makes us human is we can think before we act yes it's supposed to make us human but a lot of us instinctually still do that yep I've had friends who do that, who we would get along fine. And then we get around other people or get around females. And all of a sudden they're starting to be an asshole to me or putting mm-hmm. me down or different things like mm-hmm. that. And it's like, what, what, where did your mind just click? Why are you being a dick? Do I have to put you in place real quick? <laughs> right. Do you really want me to put you in place right now? Mm-hmm. Right here. I could be that asshole too. I just don't want to be. That happens at jobs too, where people, they take advantage of the fact that you don't want to be an asshole. So then they're they fine treat you like it. an asshole. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I don't want to play your game. Don't make me play your game because mm-hmm. I'm probably better at it. But I don't want to play your game. Oh, but they want to find out. Mm-hmm. They don't need to know and they don't want to know. <laughs> so leave me so the fuck alone. Say, I can do my job. At the end of the day, that's what it should be. That's, that's where I was talking to a, um, a friend recently about being the nice guy or being the nice person because it was a female and they said they're the same way where they're nice and so they rarely pop off and i'm like but when you pop off people probably are scared of shit right Mm -hmm. and she was like yeah and it's because they don't expect that from you you've you've put in this expectation that you're calm and collected Mm -hmm. and i'll take your shit Mm -hmm. so when that tipping point hits shit's scary Mm mm-hmm because they're they're not acting them normal selves. You're all, you're almost you're almost like something. I sense this disturbance in the force. Something is mm-hmm. not right. And I've had that in relationships. I've never laid my hand on a woman. Never even thought about it. But I rarely get angry. And so when the point when I get angry, I've had exes freak out and act super scared of me, even though I've never even gestured towards him or anything. But it's because I'm always so nice that when I'm finally pissed, it's like it's this big deal, even though you can be pissed all the time and you can be mad and pop off all the time. But when I finally show that I'm upset, you get scared. It's that giant complex. That's what I've had to tell you. I've literally been told you you're too big. You can't act like that. You're too big of a person. You can't you can't express yourself like that. You don't get so, those emotions. So what are you yeah. supposed to do? Type them out of five-page essay apparently apparently push it down push it down (laughs) you know you got plenty of height you got a lot more room to push it down but that's what's happened is you've you pushed it down so much that a bubble has it makes it explode Mm -hmm. 
that's that's where now I've I've learned to turn that faucet on more and more because I can't let it build up. That's that's where I think I've talked to you guys about it, where I get myself I have a it's like a candle a set of candles that are in my head, and my job a relationship with somebody whatever they get three candles, and if it gets above if it gets to three candles we're having a conversation we're gonna we're gonna get this figured out because mm-hmm. I can't give you more of my energy than that. And that's for my own personal health. And that's also for my interactions with those people. Right. So I can come to them calm and collected and not flip the shit on them. It's a bullshit limit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people will say my bullshit meter is off the chart today. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, another Tuesday, huh? <laughs> right. That's good. Now that we have that, because if you think about it, when someone says, how are you? How's it going today? What's your immediate response? What do you usually say? I'm doing great. How are you? Every time. I usually say it's whatever day it is. Oh, how's yours? My, my <laughs> old boss, her, uh, her, her dad, his, his automatic response. I'm excellent. Yeah. Is, are you really? Are you excellent today? You're are really you doing today? excellent. I heard that your wife died earlier this morning. I'm excellent. It's one of those things you tell yourself that enough times it'll happen, right? Yeah, but they're not even a lot of times. Have you ever answered somebody with how you're truly feeling when they say that? No. I have once or twice. If it's a friend that I trust, I can vent to. There have been a few that I've vented a little bit. I vented a lot. And they're just kind of like, my day's all right. They didn't expect it. Why did you ask me? How am I doing? If that's what you don't I said. Really that, that's know? literally, I was like, why did you ask me if you didn't expect me to actually be honest with you? I'm not just going to sugarcoat stuff and say, oh, I'm having a great day. I So many bad things are happening, but my heart's beating. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've done that where I've said it's good. And then I'll stop myself and I'll say, no, actually it's not. It's been this. And if, if, if you don't want to hear my response, don't ask me how I'm doing. Say something yeah. else. Say You can say hi. You can say anything else. But I feel like we need to either be accepting and figuring out how people are actually doing and having those deeper conversations or stop asking how they're doing because you're mm-hmm. it's, it's just words. You're just wasting air. That's what it is. It's become a standard. That's what you're supposed to say. Mm-hmm. It's, Good. It's how nice about you? Just like when somebody sneezes, it's a very natural thing, but it's natural now you should say bless you to that person. That's a good point. You're expelling the demons. I've stopped doing that. (laughs) God bless you. I I still say bless bless you. you. I can't help it. It's almost like, it's weird. I feel like something's bad's going to happen if I don't. And it's just uncourteous of me not to say. I've been in, I've been in a circle of friends and someone literally sneezed. I said, bless you. No response whatsoever. Like no acknowledgement. And I'm just kind of like, this guy's the first person that has never acknowledged that I have said bless. Like everyone that sneezes that I say bless you to, they've always said thank you or they've been cordial. This Mm -hmm. is the first motherfucker that has literally (laughs) just ignored what I just said. I was almost like, is this really the norm for this guy? And now I've witnessed it in more circles. Someone will just sneeze, do what they're doing. It's like they didn't sneeze. That's a battle that I've been going through in my head is, is it rude to not say thank you when somebody says bless you? 
Or what should you say instead? Should you say no thank you? I don't want your blessing. I feel we need some kind of social acknowledgement because it's the same thing with a fart. If you've ever farted around someone and didn't expect it to be loud and then it's an audible fart and you just sit there in silence, it's the most awkward thing in the world. Same thing with the sneeze. If you're just like, and then nobody says anything, that that is something big just happened that out in, See, in the and room. That's, that's Did your something anxiety just that's racing, that you just expect that reaction. And it's also that we've been forced to think that something should happen, even though those are very natural mm-hmm. things. I feel like as, as a kid, that's what we're Why? taught. Someone sneezes, you say, bless you. Why do they need to be addressed? Be addressed. It doesn't have to be bless you per se, but I feel like it has to be addressed because you just had an interaction into the world around you. Same thing with a fart. It's better. I'd rather you make a joke about it than not say anything about it because oh then God. it's just, it, it's, it's another reason. You're giving we, it power. But it, it's us socializing. If we don't have any conversation, that's one less thing we have to talk about. That's one less interaction i guess if we talk about it we'll more normalize it like farts are funny farts are hilarious they are, they are. it's sneezes to me too sneezes is like one third of an orgasm you know what i mean it's like can i get you a tissue or something i don't know like you should be something along that line like there are some people that their sneezes actually hurt them yeah yeah are you okay <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> i was just thinking someone sneezes COVID! <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he gets that's what it is now. <laughs> Even if it's not bless you, like that's that was a good one. Or I, I don't know, something. I feel like have that interaction. It's like well, in the fraternity, I, for whatever, someone would burp. Good blow. Right. Good push. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, yeah. You, you, that's how we acknowledged farts was good push, good push, good push. There was a place, right. a kid that I hung out with in uh, middle school and elementary, whenever anybody farted or burped at his house, you'd have to say, I didn't need it. And put your <laughs> thumb on your head. I didn't need it. Yeah. Weirdest <laughs> thing ever, but I don't get it. I didn't either. I don't kind of goes, and I think I might house. need it. <laughs> that, that goes how we used to be about a fart because again, everybody farts, but back in the day it was, was who farted whoever smelt it dealt it and you're yeah. passing along this blame and because then you're trying blame. to bl- you're trying to pass that blame and then everybody did the fart right but eventually you embrace it like no that was me that was pretty rank wasn't i'll it? claim that i'll, I'll yeah, claim right? that that was terrible did you hear that one sounded like it said something i swear that was like a, an actual language i feel like girls will defend to the grave that they didn't fart <laughs> they also defend to the grave that they don't poop because they yeah. don't for like a week my my aunt and uncle i don't think these things are true and i refuse <laughs> to believe that they are and they aren't true trust me they aren't true they are not my my aunt and uncle have an agreement though <laughs> it's so funny because they'll tell me stories about all the time which i just find hilarious <laughs> but if my aunt x ever makes a she even calls some difference like a poot like women she says women don't fart women poop i think that's what it is like p-o-o-t and just a little poop just yeah and if she, if she ever does it in public my uncle knows to automatically take claim for it <laughs> he <laughs> he will jump on that grenade every single time and be like oh i didn't even feel that coming and there'll be times where she's standing like across the room and he'll still try to like take claim for the fart did you hear that <laughs> yeah. i'm like a oh ventriloquist right, i can make that thing echo 
And it's I think awesome. it's the sweetest thing in the world. That's adorable. Well, because he doesn't he doesn't want her to have that embarrassment. Right. And he doesn't care. But then going back to it, why is it an embarrassment? True. Exactly. Why because we've made it an embarrassment. I remember mm-hmm. my mom just walking up and down stairs each stair. <laughs> Man, these <laughs> stairs like, are creaky. Like, like, what is going on? <laughs> I had that in uh, the hospital when I broke my leg because I think it happened because when you're on painkillers, uh, it shuts all that off. So when it comes back, you just you're full of gas. Painkillers mixed with the alcohol to numb it. Well, this was when I was in in kindergarten, so there wasn't oh. even any alcohol at that point. And I remember this as clear as day. My mom's pushing me in the wheelchair, and we're going like doing laps around like the hallway, and all of a sudden I let out this fart <laughs> and I started laughing. And every time I laughed, it would just go along with it. So it was hop, 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 which made me only laugh more. And it was the funniest thing. Me and my mom just died laughing. It was hilarious. hilarious. Good thing your mom didn't actually die from fumes. <laughs> right. That's right. you see that in relationships too, where at first, like couples are afraid to fart around each other until someone opens that floodgate. Yep, and then it's okay. And then it is a floodgate. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, cool. So we we could we could all fart. Let's fart. And Before you know it, you're Dutch ovening each other. Oh, have you ever held in a fart on a date? I'm sure you have. I'm sure everybody. Oh my has, god, yeah. That's the most painful fucking thing in the world. That's the it, most it, painful it, it thing it in does. the world. It, it, it's it, the most, it, gets, it gets really sharp. Mm-hmm. It is the most relieving thing. Oh. Like you get so excited for that date to be done, or for <laughs> right. that chance you get to sneak into the bathroom. You're not enjoying yeah. the moment because you're more focused on because you're focused on don't fart, don't mm. fart, and don't cause an embarrassment. Let me go check out this cloud over here real quick. It's like yeah, you guys have seen. Hey, I love you, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check on our food, <laughs> see if our food's coming. I know. I know. We just ordered like a minute ago, but I'm just gonna make sure that they got it right. You're walking away. And they're squeaking out as you're walking. Yeah. Like eh, eh, eh. <laughs> it's like, and I love you, man. You see that guy over there? He's on a date with that girl, and he's trying to hold in a fart. Yeah, you see that ice cylinder go over there and, boom, and he the right leg. there that was a fart you called that uh, yeah. yeah and it's yeah and it smells like fart <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> see that's where i wish I've, i still get awkward about that i remember i was at work recently and i farted i was alone i was in my own area i farted <laughs> and like of course I've been alone for moments. This is the first time I let it out. And that's when my boss decides to come up and start having a conversation with me. He's oh, watching on the camera. <laughs> I smelled it. I, I knew it was rank. And I don't, he didn't mention it. Didn't take any sense to it. So I didn't acknowledge it either, but I know he's standing in a cloud of my fart right now. Like it's I know. A cloud. Yeah. If the lights oh, rock, God. you'd see stars. <laughs> right. It's like that episode of South Park where they detail like from piece to piece, like the fecal matter goes up the nostrils. <laughs> just imagine him just in this cloud. Just how you doing? Right. And I look for any change in his expression here. or composure, but Did he, you notice he held him himself. Style? His nostrils stopped flaring because he quit breathing through his nose. <laughs> right. I was watching for reaction, but I didn't get anything. So I was just like, 
He's a professional. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's a professional. We're not acknowledging this, and we're just going to continue this conversation. And then, as soon as he leaves, and another coworker, oh, what's that smell? (laughs) I think it was was Boss Man. Yeah, (laughs) it was the dog. You smelt it, dealt it. Right. (laughs) I just walked in the room. But if, if, if exactly we all fart, why can't we just talk about me? And I, I, sometimes I can be fine with it, but not around all people. So in that instance, I wasn't comfortable in saying, Hey, you may not want to stand there. I just ripped ass, you know, which would be the courteous thing to do. <laughs> Let's take this conversation somewhere else. Cause I just ripped ass. Right here. Let's let <laughs> right. it dissipate a little bit. Instead you both just stand there and then clap and let it be. Yes. times that that has happened. Uh, only a handful no and uh, there's sometimes where yeah i wish i could be more comfortable in those aspects too do it and i know i want to be but it's because of that that stigma and that shame that it's hard to be because you don't know how others are going to react and that's where you shouldn't really care and just be yourself and reliantly because that's how more people don't care and but then you've got the other end of the spectrum where you're in a closed door meeting in a small office with three people and one guy's just sitting here ripping ass like (laughs) yeah that's so true (laughs) or same scenario you're the only guy in that meeting yeah yeah Yeah, you make a noise it's all 100 you Mm -hmm. even if it's not you it's you that's exactly (laughs) that's where you need a little bit of that shame no it was chelsea i just i literally saw her skirt (laughs) You pervert. Let's see the instant replay. <laughs> yeah, I saw the flare up. <laughs> <laughs> Ever so slight. <laughs> Put heat thermals in there just so you can see it. <laughs> see, you see the cloud dispersing <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Watch it hit Bob's nose and now. And That's Bob a fart. Will react in... oh! <laughs> Every oh. Thursday. <laughs> But it's funny and you can appreciate it. But at some point it's like, dude, I don't, if you're going to just keep shit in your pants, go somewhere else. For real. Like the doors close. That's what it becomes. Like when it happens multiple times, you're dude, are you okay? (laughs) We we, we started this conversation five minutes ago. I literally heard you shit your pants. And now I just heard you shit your pants again. Didn't you go to the bathroom right before we walked in here? (laughs) Do you need to go now? You need to change of underwear. Do we need to go to the bathroom? <laughs> I'll talk to you through the door. I'd rather that than sitting in this cloud of ass at the moment. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it's I do my best be thinking on enjoyable. the throne. <laughs> Have business could, meetings on the toilet. Could you imagine if there was just like fold up or like just like a, like a folding slit between like your office and the bathroom that you could literally just be taking a shit and then like open this window and then have a conversation and then close that window. Hey, Debbie, tell them to email me. (laughs) (laughs) They used to have something like that back in like medieval times where um, it was communal shit houses where it was just a bunch of Mm -hmm. holes next to each other. And you just sat around people taking a dump. Some of the most powerful meetings happened at the toilets. Uh Uh-huh. At least when I watch Game of Thrones, that's what it looked like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a book called Everybody Poops, but apparently we don't talk about it, you know? Everybody does it, but we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. What happens if it... Remember Bill. <laughs> that's what I loved about from How I Met Your Mother, how they would send, like, 
emojis or different like letters of what it turned like what it looked like in the bowl so <laughs> they said that like they just get a random like j or like a smiley face like how do you do that one <laughs> guys find humor in the smallest stuff <laughs> you have to though that's how you make the most out of life i agree there's a lot of angry people in the world and a lot of things to make you mad i agree if you can't if you can't laugh at yourself and you can't laugh at what's happening around you then what can you laugh at exactly we instinctually find it funny too i think it was mozart or beethoven one of them who they wrote they, they had to wrote a fart joke there was this big joke and it was like to their mom it was in like this letter to their mom about this like fart joke and we've been like dicks too dicks are apparently hilarious like people love to draw dicks and make like some of the oldest graffiti are penises yeah it's just it's something we've always found hilarious yet we it's uh pushed under the rug that that show on apple tv where uh mythic quest when they came out with the shovel they said ttd time to dick the time it'll take for somebody to make a dick with whatever they put in there. Oh, yeah. yep. Right. It'll happen. It's going to happen. And that's even if it accidentally happens, like there was newscasts and there's been a bunch of different things where the person's like drawing on it, doesn't know they made a dick. And that's all the people see. That's they're, they're not thinking anything. Oh, first. yeah. Of course. It's a, it's, it's a penis, you know? Some of my favorite old uh, YouTube videos, like one of the original YouTube channels, the guy would draw dirty pictures and it turned into something really artistic. <laughs> yep. It's that dirty mind. There's a song that goes along or like that too, where all it, the dirty song. Yes. Where you think it's going to be something, a swear thing. And then it just turns it back into another just innocent yes. aspect. I love Our, it. We're gonna have we're gonna have a link to it when when we're <clears throat> when we're editing the editing this later, we're gonna have the dirty song play. Yeah. It that's where I feel like if we let ourselves express that more and lean into that more, it wouldn't be such a big deal. Same thing with nudity, same thing with for real sex. Same it thing would not farts. be such a big deal. I think we're just scared of how small of a deal it would be opening the floodgates Mm -hmm. exactly it's the domino effect you do that what else are we going to let them do it's going to be anarchy life is pretty good right now but then what's going to happen years from now when laws like that change and just using your perspective today you're standing in line at a grocery or you're just walking through the halls of walking through the aisles of a grocery store and you see some people that are not as attractive fully exposed is it a crime to look at them pleasurable sight you may learn to appreciate that body style though but yes and i'm hoping at that time that with that acceptance there's no ridicule because that's why the person feels comfortable to be able to do that how long do you think clothes have been around? I know we've had this conversation in an earlier episode. I feel like we used to be buck naked back when we were cavemen. And then eventually, probably, because they always draw cavemen with clothes, but I don't think the cavemen had the ability to think about clothes when they were only thinking about eating and fucking other girls. Right. right. Other, cave, other cave people. Look at tribes in Africa so, where most people, there's still people who yeah. run around naked. It's just, it's hot. I don't want to wear and there's, clothes. And yeah. there's some that they have like de- decorations so that it's not just fully exposed. 
Mm -hmm. So they at least have a level of a decency to it that they're not just right there. But is that even decency? Because there's even kickback in, in America. There's there's nudist colonies. There's nude mm -hmm. beaches. There's nude yes, camps. There are. There's, it's so nice to be naked. Like one of my favorite things you just, you feel about free. living alone. Yeah. yeah. My favorite thing about living alone is I can walk around my house butt ass naked whenever I want. And I just, it's not the, that it's sexual in any sense. The best part about having a place with windows that wrap all around. I leave the blinds closed. I've, I've, I've been that neighbor before. So I, I have my, my moderation <laughs> you with just it. Learned it from your neighbor. Right. <laughs> and I, I've told They'll you say something this. if it really bothers them. I, I don't know what started this habit, but every time I paint, I do it completely naked. I don't know why, I would but it feels free. I'd be concerned <laughs> about getting paint on myself. You wash it off. It's it's hard. It's easy I to mean, wash paint I, off skin. Yeah, I, I guess I, I I get that. It's just a mess I wouldn't want to have to deal with, I guess. But that's part it's either, of the fun. It's either it gets messy. on you or it gets on your clothes, right? Uh, yeah, and that's, I, I know, I do know a handful of people that they have like the smock, but then they're naked in the smock. Yeah. I wonder how that like, denim would feel straight denim it's like free balling right oh but then you have like the rubbing and stuff like that's yeah, the point is like that's saying no nothing touching and and we are always we're always told you got to be clean you got to be neat and stuff like that and when i want to when i paint i put droppers all down i don't want to care about being clean i want to care about just not giving a crap and doing whatever i want on this canvas and so I set myself up in advance to be as careless as I want later. So paint's going to get places. Paint's going to get here and there. And I have it all laid out and I don't want to care about, Ooh, I like this shirt or oh, this, that, you know, or I feel restricted, no restrictions. <laughs> it's like that episode of uh, it's always sunny that uh, the, they were at the art gallery <laughs> and then the person saying, yes, this, this person created this painting while they were making love with their lover for 48 hours straight. And it was just a bunch of like red lines and strings. <laughs> You're in a different mindset at that point, I guess, you know, that influences it. I get that. Okay. I guess, I mean, teach their own. Right. That's for you guys to be able to explore. Do you feel like a lot of these stigmatisms are what raise a lot of the anxiety of people these days? Like they're so absolutely. focused on what they have to do. Oh, absolutely. Because it's, it's what society expects you to do. And they also have their parents or their family to a level that has their expectations of this is what you need to do to be happy in life. And you have to listen to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Aunt Karen, you've been divorced four times. Maybe I shouldn't <laughs> be listening to you. Maybe you don't have the best advice. I've got the experience. That's usually the person who wants to tell you how to do everything is the person mm -hmm. who has messed up the most or doesn't have that ideal life because they're now trying to live vicariously through you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got to watch out for the leeches. 100%. Mm -hmm. And that's why it comes down to just living your own life, li living your own happy life, living a life that you can feel happy about. And if you're not living a life like that, then do whatever you need to do to get from level one to level two, to get can, from level two to level three, get from level four to level five. You can complain about everything and anybody around you and make up all the excuses, but until you make a change yourself, nothing's going to change. 
how you feel, what you do. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I think a lot of our anxiety and depression comes from. We we been marketed forever that you know the American dream. You got to have this nice house with the white picket fence mm-hmm. and a kid and family and all these other things. And some people, a lot of people, attain those things, even if it's not that exact image. It's some image that they've been told will make them happy. And then they finally get there and they're like, "I'm still not happy." Yup. What well, do I, I do now? This was supposed there, to make. There must me be feel something happy. wrong with me. Right. See, see now the new it's equation is baby is born, create baby a bank account and make baby invest in crypto at the age of one day. Right. And when, when they're when they're 18 years old, that crypto is gonna be so big. <laughs> we'll get him street, we'll get him opening toys at eight and recording that, and then we'll have him streaming video games by 13. Yep. Yep. And then he will be a multi-millionaire by the age of 14. That's, that's where I feel like we should more embrace people to find the things that they enjoy and express themselves. And that's where I think too, I've always, I wish they would do this thing where after high school, you had to like, it was normal for a two-year hiatus before you went to college. Like two fully years. funded, you're allowed to figure your shit out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that as well, because you have some people that are just a little bit brainwashed going through high school that they're like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to do. And this is what I have a passion for. And then they go to school and they find out that it's not what they want, what they mm-hmm. have a passion for. It's not what they want to do. And a lot of people say that that's what you're saying is, well, that's what your first two years at college is where you find yourself and figure out what you want to do. No, well, no, that's, that's one way. Those two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The co- that's you're, you're supposed to learn the world and what you want to inflect on the world by being in a college environment. That's not the real world. No, it's, that's where when I have kids, instead of a college fund, they'll have money for when they graduate high school. But I'm not going to tell them you're, you're not going to require them to go to college. You, you know, do what you, you want with that. You want to start a business. You want to go explore music. That's all you get. Like, this is the only nugget you get. That's all you get from me. But do whatever you want with it. Because I don't, I can't tell you, I haven't lived the best life there is to live. How do I know how to tell you to live yours? And who even knows what college is going to be like? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's already taking a hit right now. The schools are taking a heavy hit. I, I really fear for what society is going to look like in like five plus years. I'm, I'm excited at the same time, but I really fear for just the trajectory that things are on right now. School bus drivers are teaching our kids. Eventually, it's going to be prostitutes are teaching our kids. <laughs> Academia is the, the only for ones years. that they can get. If that's the career path they want to take, I mean, hey, we do trade schools. It's like, I guess, at what it's age? <laughs> they do have and a then, lot of extensive experience in an industry. Mm-hmm. That's that's how the teachers get paid their just dues, right? Is we end up with bottom of the barrel, and that affects our society and people realize that and then teachers mm-hmm. are actually valued where they should be valued. I feel like I've talked about this before in my ideal society. I think when you get old, like 60, 70 age, when you get about that retire age, that's when you become teachers. You've been through the real world experience. You've been through the trades. You've done all these things. You can better give a real full life grasp to these kids instead of being someone who's trying to grow themselves and still trying to grow up themselves. Because you still have selfish intentions at a younger age, mm-hmm. right? 20 years old being a teacher? Like that. Someone's closer to their age. They're, 
just going to try and give them the information that makes them move forward, but it might not necessarily be what they really need to hear. Yeah. But it's what you're paid to tell them. Then at the same time, it's some people go to school because they want to be a teacher, but then they don't do what they want to do as a teacher and they feel unfulfilled. Then you've got the other people who are so passionate about this one subject that they can just teach the shit out of it and make the class actually enjoyable and most of the kids will retain it. Ideally, that's the way it should be. That's where I feel like they can direct that. They can. You can be a teacher in so many more ways than being a teacher at a school. Yeah. Because I've been told my whole life by so many people, you should be a teacher. You should be a teacher. And there's part of me that wants to be a teacher, but at the same time, kids drive me nuts. I've been a manager. I've been in so many roles that I've been pushed into a leadership role and strive for it, I guess, myself that I've been able to teach people. And I've had real life conversations with people that I've helped grow people and grow their skills and abilities because they didn't look at me directly as a teacher. So I was almost incognito. Yeah. Yeah. You were a peer teaching them. It was, we're more on it's this different. level. Yeah. You listen to your peers more than you listen to adults. A lot of times. Yeah. Adults are lame. Yes. That also helped me be a better teacher because I learned a lot of things about teaching people that not everybody's the same, that you can't teach everybody the same way. They don't all have the same incentives and it's not always the same thing on the same person. Isn't going to work every time I learned that. So I became a better teacher. So when I'm old, which I'll probably do, because I always talk about, it, I say that's what people should do. People say, so when I'm probably 60, that's when I'll become a teacher and I'll have more experience and I'll be better at teaching people. I'll be a sub for a week and say, yeah, screw this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I These try to kids think. are jerks. <laughs> it's kind of how it, that's where it's like, I don't know how they much started I a rumor filter. about me. They left a terrible rate my professor.com review. They just completely ruined me. And all I said was that they can't have reason. <laughs> I always think about what grade I'd want to teach. Like there's all have their downsides from high schoolers to middle schoolers to mm-hmm. elementary. There's benefits and negatives. You think teaching teach kids class. is going to be fun. Mm-mm. You think you think teaching adolescent kids is going to be right. And you really think teaching some high school kids that actually know some things that can actually talk back to you is going to be fun? Nah. That's where if if we if we paid our teachers more, the people who are informing our society to grow more, if we paid them more, more people would try to do the job. Yeah, so you'd have be more, more competition. So you'd get better people, you know, it's, it's like, a. Monopoly. I mean, it's investing in the country's future. Yes. What it is. Right. You, exactly. Inform your people. Instead of saying people are too dumb to make decisions, do something about it and make them smarter. Spend that time. Or have inform. a little bit more of an influence on them getting that knowledge. Right. We, we cause our own problems in societies. We set the standard for society with decisions that we make. There's no written book for societal norms and how you're supposed to act in society situations. There's laws. Trial and error. Yeah. It's all, it's all personal interpretation. All these laws only come in after the fact. It's the first right. generation problem. They have to make yeah. the mistakes to make the rules for the next generation to avoid said mistakes. And there's not many laws about social interactions. There's not laws about farting in an elevator, but most people suggest oh you probably God, don't do that. Was. That's so that's what I'm thinking. We should have a book 
that it's all these unwritten rules of society. And then we go back to it and we change a it written as, book as we of all these unwritten rules. Right. Write that stuff down. That's what makes humans. That's what makes us progress is because we write stuff down and we pass on next generation. And it's like, maybe the next generation is like, Oh no, I think fart and elevators should be great. You know, then we could have fart battles and elevators. I don't you know try. why they'd want why that. Don't, why but... don't they go try and let me know what they think? Right. Right. It's like a chemistry experience. I read this in a book. It's supposed to be an amazing experience, but it really just smells crappy. The elevator makes it to the next floor and opens up for the person waiting. And everybody's just passed out on the floor. Right. <laughs> Why are they passed out? Ooh! Let's go down. So that's how the zombie apocalypse starts. Yep. We can't Pink progress eyes. those things unless we try it. Yeah. Know? We gotta give it trial and error. Maybe that. Maybe there's something great about every if everybody let it loose in the elevator, but we don't know because. We've never tried it. I don't want to be the guy too, but a rave party, you know? Yeah. Elevator, so elevator, fart rave. <laughs> I got spit all over my notebook. That's the next fuel, you know. We're off at petrol, petrol, and we go into human, human gas, methane. You got the elevator set up so you fart, and it senses the farts. So the right. rave lights turn on and start flashing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everybody holds their farts until they get in elevators because that's where everything's vacuum in because it's an enclosed place. So mm. then they can siphon off and save all the farts for fuel. And that methane <laughs> yeah, gets sucked farts in. Farts for fuel even sounds the these farts the in a canister. Right. <laughs> and then they put like a million of these canisters on a rocket and shoot it to Mars. Yeah. You use the methane to power it to launch it. Yeah. They are looking for our, all, all, they are looking for alternate resources someone's like my car is out of gas down the road oh here hand me your gas can <laughs> that should get you a few miles <laughs> don't tip it all the way i may have gotten right. a little bit extra <laughs> yeah there may be some crude i am oil so sorry stuff. sir i got a little bit of poop in it it is completely my fault your car is done you ain't never getting that shit out <sighs> literally just sludge it up uh that's where I feel like worse than sludge. we didn't think about our we didn't think about our instincts when we made our morals, when we set our morals. We didn't think about our natural instincts in the sense of what they make us want to it do when seems we that way. Right. It was more this image of who we wanted people to be, not who people are and how we can make them better versions mm-hmm. of themselves. It's the same thing we said with friendship and companionship you can't change someone into something they're not. You can only make them better versions of themselves. Same thing with human society. They're not going to be this complete different entity. And you're never, you're never going to truly change humans instincts. Right. You can make them better versions and you can teach them Mm -hmm. how to hone them and how to understand their instincts and understand what to do with their hormones and how to express themselves. But they're still going to want to have sex. They're still going to rip ass. They're still going to want to draw dicks. Everywhere. And yeah, it goes back to something I learned actually in a psychology class is all morals are legal, but not all laws are moral. Mm, you yeah. know, it's, humans are constantly evolving and the rules that we have set in place are constantly changing. I mean, we had rules to dictate what people could and couldn't do based on the color of their skin right Jim for Crow years laws. that yep. are finally being eradicated and i mean there's still a ton of them out there i mean the ones that we're talking about now the unwritten laws and 
laws that still will right. be written once we find out their problems but there's never one set stone and i feel like sometimes we let pride take over and we it's the law it's the way it is and we sit on that that's our our reasoning for it for a long time it's well it's how it always is that brings up a, a good point we should look at morals like that because what if there's hidden reasons behind why we're doing some of these morals what if there's racist or sexist reasons which we've already talked about some in that that are for morals that it's been this way because it was written such a long time ago written unwritten whatever so readdress some of these expectations that we have really sit down and reflect right mm-hmm. that's that's the other problem is i think there's a lot of people who aren't reflective because they don't think they need to be and that's, well, that's when the these things get been. out of hand yeah it's just how we've always done it why 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 why, why fix it if it ain't broke well it is broke <laughs> just because it works for you doesn't mean it works for everybody yeah a universal fix not everybody's always going to agree but that's where you understand the people you're talking to just like i'm not going to say fuck to every customer that i come across but if, as soon as they every say third. fuck to me oh, let's dude, go yeah. back and forth we can yep. have this i know i know this conversation it's it's same you thing broke, with teaching the they tone broke, has been they set. broke the ice yeah. yeah you don't treat everybody exactly the same you you broadcast yourself to that in, individual like be that version don't be fake but you can speak their language mm-hmm. and sometimes that's all you need to do is be able to speak in that other person's language so you can have that cohesive communication your instincts take over once you figure it out be yourself to do that your instincts will tell you yeah let your instincts guide you right also guide your instincts though because you can't just give in to them all the time you gotta once in a while do some of those checks and balances